Hello everybody and welcome to a podcast of Biblical Proportions. Episode 14, The Life of Sarah. No patriarch can go at it alone. To fulfill his divine destiny and birth the Hebrew people, Abraham needs himself a woman. So say hello to Mrs. Abraham, Sarah, the first Hebrew matriarch. But alas, Sarah is barren and 90 years old. So the promise of her lord husband's deity that she'll birth him a child is laughable to her. What kind of character is Sarah? What are her attributes? And what can we learn from her story and interactions with other females about women's daily lives in the ancient Near East 3,000 years ago? Let's dive in. Hi, Omri. Hi, Gil. Yes, so it's like a kind of a first glimpse or a first glance at a, let's say, more or less or less complex <laughs> female character, yeah. uh, unlike uh, Chava, Eve. Mm-hmm. Here you see a little bit more of a telenovela, you see a little bit of more dramatic action. So it's, and she's the second basically female uh, character. So far. So far, not, not, not the second that is mentioned because there's, there's a kind of female characters before, yeah. Noah and stuff. But it's like, a, there's a focus on a female character more or less. Yes. For the first time since Chava. And that uh, focus is her womb. Exactly. The sentence in here is she didn't give birth to him. So, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. even though we are becoming familiar with a second uh, female character, she's still objectified and her status is only relevant to her husband. But, nevertheless, she can't bear children. But here, there's also a, a, a glance, a glimpse at the perceptions of ancient Hebrews to a woman being barren. Uh, of course, there's some kind of subtext here that it's only her fault. But unlike other civilizations or cultures, even in the Middle Ages much later, the, they didn't treat barren women as like a mm. disease or a plague or you know yeah. something. They found a solution. <laughs> the ancient lawyers found a, a solution that you can have a concubine. Yeah. And, uh, a slave. A slave, and your seed will be still be yes. good. It's it's still you. It's not uh, tainted. It's not uh, immoral. It's not unholy. Yeah, but but before we, uh, we get to that, so Sarah, we call her Sarah Imenu, our mother Sarah. Yeah. So the first matriarch, the one who birthed the first heir that will produce the Hebrews, she is barren. So this is the miracle of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. This is like the magic. The, the superpower that he has is really dramatic because Yahweh keeps reiterating to Abraham, you will have a great people come out of your seed. There's one roadblock on that way. He solves that problem even to her own surprise. And I think we take it too much granted now with all the technology we have and the overpopulation and, uh, and the fact that the modern uh, Western people make less children the grandiosity of mm-hmm. the miracle uh, mm. of making a barren old woman into right. a child caring right. woman <laughs> I remember I, I think we will tell that story over again in this uh, podcast but our first uh, exposure to the Bible stories were when we were children the Old Testament stories 
probably you, the listener, if you're not Israeli or... Uh, yeah, if you live in a predominantly Christian exactly. society. You're probably familiar more with the New Testament and the Old Testament as the the great stories of mm-hmm. the Abraham, uh, almost yeah. killing his son, the yeah. Exodus, etc. Moses, et yeah. Moses. So we are exposed to tho- those stories as children. And I can still remember my thoughts and the feeling that I had when I first heard those stories. I was like uh, seven years old. Mm-hmm. So it was the second grade. Yeah. The magnanimosity. <laughs> it was a big miracle even to me. The, the, oh my God, she was barren and old and he gave her a child. It's, it's, a, it's quite a miracle. And I think for ancient culture, especially if you have a patriarch, it, it's, it adds some kind of a glorifying myth to your myth-telling. Yeah. The fact yeah. that she was barren. It yeah. makes your seed even more miraculous. Yes. It, it kind of plays on the same um, level as Maria was a virgin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and it's, like, it's the same feel. And it's also the same feel of, in the beginning, God created the land and the sky. It's like, boom, something out of nothing. Just... A uh, complete miracle that without the Lord mm-hmm. Yahweh, nothing. Mm-hmm. But before she's first arrived, so, the, so there's the whole thing with the concubine. Yeah. She's like, Hagar. I can't bear you uh, sons yeah. as you want. So here, take my slave, my female slave, the Egyptian Hagar, mm-hmm. and uh, sleep with her. And he's like, okay, I will do as you're told. This is her idea. Yeah. And then when she gets pregnant, ooh, there's tension. <laughs> There's tension And this is like Something that I'm sure Has been true Throughout history In these kinds Of communities Where The man has Several still today, wives Still today Even today In these yeah. communities Right yeah. right right Bedouin community Here in Israel Mormon communities You have the first wife And you have the second wife And there is Obviously Tensions Tensions, yeah. tensions there So When she When her concubine When her slave Drama Drama Hmm? Drama Drama, yeah So, so when uh, Abraham sleeps with her slave According to her wishes mm-hmm. And she gets pregnant mm, oh, oh, oh. This is when things become testy Because it says in the text Takel mm. She makes light of her Yeah But in the English Of her authority <laughs> Her authority But in the English it becomes uh, Her mistress was despised in her eyes, nah, mm. no. She just makes light of her. Doesn't light take her, her seriously. Yeah. She seriously take, She takes advantage of her new status as yeah, the as mother of the, the as, heir. As she should. She's not yeah. a slave. She's not a regular slave. Anymore. And she's kind of a Hagar. Let's take a, a detour to okay. talk a little bit about about Hagar because we see another female yeah. character, yeah. and she's kind of a victim here. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of strange. It makes me feel that Hagar is a little bit more famous than we make her in that area, in that area and that time, because they took uh, extra care to make her the matriarch of other people, strong mm-hmm. people, yeah. the Ishmaelites, yeah. which later Muslims appropriated as their lineage, the mm-hmm. Ishmaelites, and Hagar is their matriarch. Yeah, it's a good... Yeah, it's a good story. It's a good. She's a good matriarch to have to have in your corner. And I she, think. she, I think she's been portray- portrayed here quite fairly, uh, even though she takes mm. she takes advantage of her status because she's a frugal, childlike woman who 
הגר ואת סארה, 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 סארי, שהיא סטיל סארי. סארי, why the R? סארי. If, if, we, if get into like storytelling and script writing here, then we'll yeah, we see, we'll see in the relationship between Hagar and uh, Sarai. Sarai. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have the H yet in her name. Yeah. It's later. Uh, yeah. The relationship, it's like, mm, let's try to imagine what women are talking about and act when they are not around us men. They are probably bickering about men. <laughs> and manipulating. And manipulating and... There's an, an envious relationship yes, there, yes, yes, something yes, toxic, yes. and yes. It, there's not even an action, because when Sarai wants to, to punish Hagar, she doesn't punish her herself. Yes. She tells her lord husband, lord husband uh, you know, she uses her womanly power, uh, and Abram doesn't want it. It makes him sad. Yeah. <laughs> it says it makes him sad. Because she wants him to... Exile, exile her. her and he does to the desert her he and then uh, uh, angel comes and tell her don't you worry you will it happened twice design. yeah it doesn't it not happen twice it has two <coughs> versions one is the yahwistic version which is uh, better written if you read it in hebrew which the first one is the yahwistic the first the, in this story in the sarai story there's a couple of um, stories that are reoccurring Uh, for example, Hagar is her Egyptian slave. How come she got an Egyptian slave? Because before that, we heard that Abraham went to Egypt because there was a great famine in Canaan, because his wife was so beautiful, a 90 years old, <laughs> years old beautiful wife. <laughs> uh, he came to the, uh, a strange land, and he thought that this strange land doesn't know Yahweh, so it ha- is kind of a lawless, and the, the laws of the land permit the king to kill uh, a husband and take his wife. So he pretends that Sarai... is his uh, sister. sister. And this story is, it, it, uh, appears twice. Once uh, the king is from Egypt, once the king is from Grar. Yeah, uh, we talked about it. Yeah. Avimelech. Avimelech. King, father. Father, king. And in the later, the Avimelech one is Elohim. It's not Yahweh. It's Elohim. Ah, and it's, okay. it's much more concise. It's much more minimalistic, the, the phrases mm. there. There's no like... Um, Uh, for example, when the, he's exiling Hagar in the Yahwistic one, the angel tells Hagar, don't worry, your son will be a... Goy Gadol. Will be a great Goy, great people. He's called Ishmael. The explanation, the Yahwistic explanation is because God heard okay. her cry, Shama. Like <laughs> Ishmael Shama. And her son will be great. And yeah. the phrasing here is Yado Bakol Yad Kol Bo. We still use that. We still use that till today, and it has great sound. Again, li- so literally, literally, it means he has hands in everything, and everything <laughs> has hands in him. That's the literal, <laughs> literal sense. It's, it's, a, it's a top of his game, basically. Very active. Yeah, very active. Does a lot of things. Yeah. Just to uh, reiterate the, the drama of uh, Sarah giving away her slave, it says handmaid. <laughs> in English, no, nah, she's not a handmaid. No. She's a slave. Shifra. <laughs> Shifra. <laughs> so, first of all, she says, she says, Ulai abane mimena. It's nice. It's like, I will son from her. Yeah. Like, son, like your son, your, your child, is turned into a verb. So, that's nice. Yeah. And then it says, and Avram uh, obeyed uh, what uh, Sarah told him. So, he's just obeying. This is her activity. And then when she gives him again... God tells him to obey her. Later. Later, yeah. So here to, to just uh, emphasize the drama, it doesn't say, and Sarai the, took Hagar, the Egyptian, whatever, and gave him. He said, 
שרי, the wife of אברהם, to remind you. Yeah. And then again, תיתן אותה לאברהם, אישה לא לאישה, which is also beautiful, yeah. because אישה is also woman, and also uh, her, her man. Yeah. אישה, so again, to reiterate how difficult it is to give her man another woman. This is really hard. And then the next sentence, she already makes light of her, Hagar. Yeah. And Sarai comes in and she says, I'm very wroth with you. I'm angry with you. Hamasi. Hamasi alecha. And she invokes Yahweh. Tell Yahweh to judge. Mm-hmm. And he just does as he told. And this is a horrible uh, phrase. He tells her, here is your slave in your hand. Do with her as you wish. As yeah. you wish. What is good in your eyes. She can do whatever she wants. And then she tortures her uh, probably emotionally. Emotionally, yeah. Just like becomes very, very annoying. Hagar runs away. Let's talk about where, uh, when she's lost in the desert because there's building the, the suspense here. It's very nice. Abraham, we, we're told, wakes up early in the morning. He takes bread. He takes uh, some water. He gives him. He puts it on her back. It's really water specific. Skin. Water skin. skin. It says With the kid. And he sends her away and she is lost. And then she knows that she will die. So he, she puts her child. The distance, we're told, is as the distance of the arrow, as the arrow goes, yeah. whatever, as a distance from arrows. And this is to later explain the name of the place that has the, the, bow, the, word, yeah, in the, word, the bow in it. But then the miracle is when she's crying, she opens her eyes. And she sees a well. Mm. This is the amazing miracle. A well in the middle of the desert. A well that wasn't there. Yeah. The water saves them. This, again, clearly a story of desert people by desert yeah. people. The this magnitude is- of that miracle is very similar to uh, a fetus that is there that wasn't there before. Yeah. 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 This is life. Water yeah. is life. For desert people. Yeah. For desert people. <laughs> For European is <isn't> <coughs> like, I want a steep of water too. <laughs> uh, another tidbit that uh, gives you a glimpse into the, the minds of uh, ancient Hebrews, the word that they use to describe a uh, period, a woman's uh, monthly menstruation. Blood cycle. <laughs> blood cycle. That's good. Blood cycle. Uh, moon cycle uh, is Orach Kenashim, which literally means the way of women <laughs> yeah this is nice i yeah. like it it makes me think that uh, either they had a word that described a woman's period but it's a dirty word so you don't write it <laughs> or they did even they didn't even felt the need <laughs> to explain that phenomenon it's like that time when the way of women <laughs> so and she lost it she, she lost that that's why you, yeah that's part of her uh the, part of the way of women yeah. barrenness but she doesn't have The way of women. You have the way of Yahweh. Uh, you have the Yahweh. The Yahweh. She got the <laughs> Yahweh. Good. Yahweh. Let's talk about her role in the house when there are guests. What does a good woman do? Makes cakes. It's pretty She's simple. Cake. Yeah. Abraham sees at the distance three people and he's already, oh man, I got to get ready. 
this is important yeah this is important we have to to make them feel welcome yeah. here in the desert and I, I think our, our Christian uh, listeners will uh, get uh, probably the three visitors will trigger some kind of a memory <laughs> yeah. for them and it's a it's, a, it's very similar it's a trope it's because an they ancient come in trope. And they tell her you will have yeah, uh, exactly. a son first of all they want to so where is your wife <laughs> uh, movies in the 80s they are all different action movies but somehow the male character always at the end saves a female character from a bad male character mm. the viewers in the 80s that paid good money to see those trash action movies they didn't uh, felt aware that they are watching the same story over and over and over again maybe yeah. the film critics uh did but there was not uh, such a critical uh, thinking back then yes. and <laughs> three thousand years ago and i think that that's a trope back then as a storytelling trope wasn't a storytelling trope that uh, mm. gave the people the feeling that they heard that story before it, it gave them the feeling the feeling that the story is true <laughs> <laughs> because it was three people in the desert it always happens <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then we get to the funniest part of the whole of Sarah's story when she's told that she's going to bear a child for for Abraham, she does what any ninety year old woman would do, and she just laughs it off and then just like the funniest exchange, exchange. ever and Yahweh tells Abraham why did she why did Sarah laugh laugh huh she will have a baby. Is there anything greater than me? Nothing is beyond me." And she denies her laughing. She's like, no, because she's scared. She's like, no, no, I didn't laugh. And then it's like, uh-uh, you did laugh. This is like the final uh, line of the exchange. And he says, no, you did laugh. You did. So like Yahweh <laughs> is arguing with her. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. This is the, Bi- this is the Holy <laughs> Bible. <laughs> it, 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 it looks to me like a, a later edition. Uh, because there's two versions of why Yitzhak Isaac is called Isaac. The first version is because of Abraham. Yeah. It's just he name. Laughs. He, he laughs. And Yitzhak is, uh, he laughs. Yitzhak, let's uh, mention it. It's in Hebrew. It means he will laugh. Yitzhak in a future uh, tense. I think it's like, if you tell that story in an ancient culture setting, it can cause some kind of a gasp. From the audience like uh, <gasps> she laughs at the lord <laughs> no 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 so uh, i think it's kind of a no 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 she laughed at the lord but okay it's uh it's it's taken care of. it's taken care of she was scared and then he put her in a place and it's yes. all good and she didn't say anything after that <laughs> but uh, i think for an ancient audience it's like i don't know saying in uh, the 50s in a in a stand-up session saying the word uh, fuck it's like <gasps> But, and then you say fuck and then oh, okay okay it's not fuck it's uh, fuck with an a so it's okay <laughs> it's fact fact uh, so then when she has uh, the baby when they are old Ben Lizkunav a son to his old dad and we still use that word Ben Zkunim Mm-hmm. It's like the last child when you are older. If there's yeah. a big gap between the, the previous child and the last child, Ben Zkunim, mm-hmm. the son of the elderly. But yeah. Zkunim instead of Zkunim, it's a little bit more. It's nicer. Yeah, it's like you, you have older, older brothers. You are the Ben Zkunim, and then it's, and then it's just like 
making sure the the text is making sure that all the details are clear it says Abraham called his son that was born to him from Sarah that birthed him the son Yitzhak just to make sure that it's not the Ishmael yeah, Hagar it's not the other guy yeah. just we have to make sure again and again that you know that this one extra care and there's a lot of uh, in the story of Sarah we'll talk about it in the cave of the Machpelah <laughs> There's a lot of legalese here. Yeah. <laughs> Just like making sure that everything is, you know, crossing Cross your T's, T's and dotting your I's. Then there's a nice ceremony when uh, Yitzhak uh, is no, lo- no longer breastfeeding. Vegdala yeled veigamel. He's weaned off of uh, her breast. Yeah. And then Avraham does like a big banquet in the day that he stops uh, feeding from his uh, mother's breast. So apparently that was a, that yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal it, back then. It was a cornerstone, same as like a bar mitzvah or like a... It, it's part of growing up. You yeah, it's a forgotten part in modern days. Then, then. Yeah. Maybe because uh, now uh, <laughs> different people are uh, waning in different times, different babies, and some yes. even don't yeah. suck. <laughs> they do suck. Later in their life. <laughs> <laughs> Present company excluded. <laughs> <laughs> so again, and when they're talking about Ishmael, again, it's, it's uh, reiterated. The son of, of Egyptian, Hagar, that she born him uh, from uh, Avraham. What does he do? Metzachek. Hmm. So it's like Yitzchak, Metzachek. He laughs. Probably he laughs. He giggles. At, he giggles, but hmm. probably because of the drama, he laughs at uh, Yitzchak. Or somebody, he just like uh, thinks that he's equal mm. to Yitzchak in that ceremony. So she comes into Avraham again, banish them. Because I don't want her to compete with my son yeah. for, the, for the throne, <laughs> whatever it is. For the heirloom. And Avraham, as you said, yeah, this is very bad. But Yahweh told him, tells him, everything she tells you, you do what she says and it will be a reoccurring theme uh, and Abraham is um, is uh, tortured by a decision that is uh, against his own mm. not say moral but like his intuitive morality yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, he then Yahweh tells him yeah. no and uh, it's, oh, he tells him no it, it's fine I'll, I'll, he tells him yeah. it's fine even though you feel in you that it inside of you that is wrong it's it's fine. It reminds me of the like, uh, why it's fine because I'll, I'll take care of them, and he will also birth uh, great people. It's fine. I remember them. I don't think even if it, that is because it's your seed. That is the logical reason. But I think the subtext here is word of your deity. It's more important than your own feeling, intuitive feelings. Mm. So it's kind of a. It reminds me of like the Bhava and Gita when uh, there's one family that fights among themselves. And uh, I forget his name, Aruna or whatever, needs to kill his cousins, his b- beloved cousins, and he doesn't want to. And Krishna comes to him and tells him, no, but it's, it's your dharma. I know that mm. it's probably wrong. It's your dharma. So it's mm. like the ultimate test that we'll see in the, later with Abraham is like uh, mm. for, foregoing your own emotions. So like here, nice. the deity is kind of your frontal cortex, the stopper. That, that tells you, uh, okay, stop here. You want to murder that guy that uh, insulted you. He just insulted you. You want to murder him? Stop. You see that woman you want to... Uh, keep? 
<laughs> you want to know her <laughs> against her wishes, stop. Okay, so just to reiterate, a barren elderly woman is promised to have a child. She has a child. She doesn't like the, the concubine slave and her child. She gets them sent, uh, sent away. And she's used as a commodity in Egypt in there. Do the trick. Give it to there. You are my sister. And then that's how he gets rich. And then she dies. That's her life. Yeah. So we're told that uh, Abraham wants to bury her at a certain place. Yeah, in a place that is called Me'arat HaMachpelah. Still exists today. People go there today. Existed for at least uh, more than 2,000 years as Me'arat HaMachpelah. The cave of the Machpelah? The cave of the That's Machpelah. That's how it's called in the translation. It's also called the tomb, not the tomb, the cave of the patriarchs. Yeah, the cave of the patriarchs. It's a place of a pilgrimage. Still today, by extremist uh, Jews, <laughs> right-wingers. And just Muslims, and because just Muslims. it's in Hebron. Yeah, it's in, in Hebron. Hebron, Hebron uh, so Kiryat Arba. So this is like in the Palestinian territories, with a yeah. very extreme set Jewish set settlement Jewish right there. Yeah, but uh, before the Israel was a sovereign nation, uh, even in the Arab uh, conquest, the years that the Arabs were here, there was still uh, visitors to this place. It's also holy for Muslims. Yeah, because uh, it's uh, the same patriarchs. Yeah, and it probably was holy even back then. Uh, it, it was probably one of those places that was holy before it was appropriated yes. by an established religion. Yes. We still have these places here in Israel, in the north of Israel. There's so, so many... Uh, it is called graves of tzaddikim, graves mm. of righteous people, that probably most of them are graves of prominent uh, Muslims, rich Muslims or famous Muslims or respected Muslims that lived here in the 2000 years since there was a <laughs> sovereignty, Jewish sovereignty here. And the, the places were worshipped even before. And then came the Zionist and then and now we, we recognize this place as the place of a uh, rabbi blah 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 blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. So, and um, you and know what the, there's a real estate deal here yeah it and it's probably worshipped as a holy place and some kind of uh, uh, an important place yes otherwise, in the times yeah, other, of the storytelling of the Bible yeah. yeah because otherwise they wouldn't go into so much detail yeah. of the with negotiations. the 400 shekels 400 shekels which apparently Okay, it's not and it's not. Let's say shekels here. It's a measuring unit because it's, shekel it's is weight. A, it's like pound. Yeah, it's like pound. So it's uh, four hundred pound of silver. Of silver. So so don't be an interesting. <laughs> so this uh, this price apparently when they dug up uh, some uh, Ugarit uh, archaeological sites uh, dating four thousand years ago, they found that three out of the six real estate deals that they found. They were for 400 uh, pounds mm. of silver. Yeah. So this is like the accepted, uh, the accepted price. So or it's accepted price as a storytelling mechanism. That same product that doesn't exist here, a story slash real history slash religious text. 400, it's what you call the typological number. 443, yeah. 4. And so it makes sense to them. It's not like, well, what's the price? It's like, yeah. oh, 400, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a, it's a price that you can say at any time or and it will sound uh, a lot. <laughs> so also we can learn a lot about the way that they do business 
about the way that they did business, <laughs> the way that they did business, because there's a lot, of, and we're going to see it also in in other stories. There's a lot of etiquette here. The way that you approach mm-hmm. the business, mm-hmm. you can't say, okay, this is my offer, this is your offer, okay, I agree, I agree. No, each one of them, like so, the one who owns the cave, he wants to give it for free. Come on, four hundred yeah. shekels. What? It's nothing between friends. No, you take it. No, no, you take it. No, you take it for free. No, I want to pay. This is like a whole thing that I had to do that, that that they had to do in order to achieve the deal. And to me, it's like. Uh, basically, courtesy today when you go to America, uh, thank you, sir, sir. Please, this is not imp- this is not possible exactly. anymore. The, you have to you have to be correct in order for things not to deteriorate. It's like my lord, my lord, my That's lord. That's like their negotiation playbook. Yes. Uh, if uh, you know you have like a, this nerdy Anglo-Saxon image comes to like a Middle Eastern bazaar. And uh, ask uh, how much uh, these sandals cost, and uh, the seller tell him two uh, hundred euros, and then he's like, "What? Two hundred euros?" And then his friend says, "No, no, don't worry. That's like part of the game." He said two hundred. You say one hundred. So if it that is correct, that the way you look at it, it's quite amazing. It's like really a glimpse into the ne- negotiation culture. Yeah. Like a uh, Japanese, they give uh, a gift. And uh, the words that he uses, sorry that I was, or something ah, like that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the other, the, the gift recipient has to re- reciprocate. Reciprocate. That's my favorite <laughs> English word. Reciprocate. And uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if that, if, if your uh, hypothesis is correct, it's quite amazing. Um, I, 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 I see it, it is. quite di- different. Maybe you're correct. I, I thought so it was like, a, you're so honorable, Abraham. No, I can't uh, sell you in good conscience, the man of the Lord that is well known. I can't the, sell the you. The president. And, and then Abraham is uh, the president. The president, Nassim. Nassim. <laughs> and Abraham, because he's such an honorable, he doesn't take advantage of it. And he says, no, 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 I will still pay. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know that you you can't take me because I'm so holy, but I'm so holy, so I will still pay. The but wa- if you, your way, I, I like better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. It's also, it reminds me, I was <laughs> on a train in India and there were uh, uh, Chinese tourists there and they offered us, they had watermelon. It was very hot. They offered us uh, watermelon and we accepted the watermelon and we saw that they, they had a weird look. And later we were told, no, we were supposed to say, no, no, no. Uh, and they had to say, yes, yes, yes. Exactly. And then, okay, we accept. And the fact that we were like, huh, watermelon. It's as if we were waiting for them to, to yeah. offer the watermelon. And yes, thank you for the watermelon. Yeah. So it's just like, no, not appropriate. The minute that you missed the cultural cue, you broke the spell of the game, of the exchange, of the communication, yes. of, uh, of being part of a community, yes. whatever. Yeah. And also another thing about negotiations. You go to India, you negotiate one way, then you go to Thailand. I did that mistake. I negotiated the same way. No, they were so upset with yeah. me. I had to change the Your whole tactic. way that I yeah, approached exactly. the negotiation because they were their feelings got hurt and they got mad at me. Mm-hmm. So when Abraham completes the deal, he gets the cave of the Machpelah, of the whatever, patriarchs, it goes into detail to tell you what he bought the field and the cave in it and all of the trees in the field everything that is in uh, around it Abraham bought it as other other Hittites saw them all of the people who came through the gates so there were witnesses mm-hmm. 
to the deal. It's not, you can't say later, renege on the deal. No, are the Hittites. It is ours. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw it. Come on, here. It's written down. Yeah. So it's like, it tells you how important it is for them to tell you that this is ours. We bought it. It's not just like a promise or whatever. No, this is a, this is a deal that you understand. And it's the first like real, real, real estate <laughs> uh, unconquered uh, in the promised land. So mm. uh, untaken. No, taken legally. <laughs> legally, yeah, legally. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like, like the conquering uh, after the Exodus uh, by uh, Yeshua Benun or stuff like that. Here's an evidence that this place is ours. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a contract. One of the first places. Yeah, that is legally Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a few, like uh, 30 years ago, uh, some uh, crazy Jewish settler went into the cave of the Machpelah and shot up uh, dozens of uh, praying uh, Muslims. Muslims, yeah. It's still a, a contentious uh, place and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, a word about the Hittites. The Hittites. Yeah. Because the Hittites owned the place, even though it's very it's south of Israel. Exactly. It's, it's quite... Um, because uh, they were in Anatolia, Turkey today. Yeah, the Hittites, as uh, scholars know them, it's an empire that got destroyed by the Sea people in the 13th century BC. Uh, they were in Anatolia and Minor Asia, Turkey of today. Uh, it's quite strange that they are mentioned in the Bible, southern there. There's a couple of scholars, I think, that connect those two people and uh, a lot of people that think that it's coincident it's uh it's uh, the way that the ancient hebrews called an- uh, local canaanites in a similar way that the hittites mm. but, but the hittites can, they it, didn't it, exist back then the yeah, writing it can the well maybe uh, former hittites yeah like they got exiled they got destroyed like mm. three four five hundred years before the, those stories yeah. were, were told okay. and even much much before that it can well maybe right. that they found themselves they got destroyed even by the sea people so there's some kind of a if the sea people who are originated in you know it's all close here <laughs> look at the map the bible uh, likes hittites it's yeah these hittites are good all of the hittites are good i don't remember the, the uh, following the, 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 yeah, there's, there's a couple of hittites mm-hmm. i don't think the bible even remembers the hittites as the, as the empire because they yeah. are mentioned as a local canaanites I and you have the uriah the hittite right. and he he was uh, he helped david uh, he was his lord commander of his armies mm. you have avimelech from that the story that we told he's uh, also a hittite he's a hittite avimelech and uh, one interesting thing is that there's a theory that the word Zion, Zion, is an ancient Hittite word, really? which means citadel. And Zion is one of the names of Jerusalem. Uh, before it was uh, like the, the, the name of a massive uh, political movement, Zionism. Zion is one of the 70 names of Jerusalem. It basically means like uh, the way people called that city from other places. And one of the names is Zion. And uh, some scholars believe that is an ancient uh, Hittite. Uh... So Sarah, the first Hebrew matriarch, also named after the current uh, Hebrew matriarch, Sarah Netanyahu. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother's name was also Sarah. So she, her her whole being is her ability or inability to produce an heir to Abraham that will later create the people that are now writing these stories. Yeah. 
And so that's the whole drama, having his own child from this specific woman. Mm-hmm. There's a whole beef now with the other woman. From her came also great people. Uh, then Sarah goes to Egypt with her, her husband. She doesn't do anything. She's just been taken away as a wife. Then later... Uh, again. Again, <laughs> again, only with the Hittite in Graal, not in Egypt. Yes. And then she dies and uh, she's getting buried in that very, very important uh, ancient uh, holy place that is ours now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, so just one final word about the story. It's interesting how the name of the Egyptian slave, Avraham's Egyptian slave, Hagar, is now in Israel a modern Hebrew-Israeli name. Just a fun twist of history. So let's wrap it up. Our new podcast has been growing nicely for a new podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly through recommendations uh, because we're not doing... Any social media. Yeah, we're not doing social media. Twitter once in ages. So, and we're also getting positive feedbacks from people uh, who find it uh, engaging. So the best way for us to continue to grow is uh, if those of you listening up to this point, you really like this podcast and you'd like to spread the word that uh, would uh, help us a lot uh, in making this uh, the long-term project that uh, we plan it to be. Yeah, it's more helpful than you think. You think, uh, I will tell one person what uh, difference it can make. But maybe that one person knows a third of a person that knows uh, a ten, ten sixth of a person that knows a lot of, of people. <laughs> and uh, word to mouth is the best way, and that's how we want to do it. We are not a great uh, advertiser, campaigners, marketers. Yeah. 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 So thank you in advance for those of you uh, who would do it. And we'll see you next time. We have a few more really cool Abraham episodes coming up, including what is, for me, the best story of the Bible so far, the binding of Isaac, of Isaac. Super dramatic. So uh, be sure to check uh, next week. We post three Wednesdays a month. Come back, check every Wednesday to see if we have a new episode uh, dropped. And we'll see you there. Bye, everybody. Bye.